ladies and gentlemen, sit back, put your feet up, it's time for the Other Three Amigos podcast, with Declan McCormack, Wayne Mullins and Dan. Three lads, one podcast. On this week's episode of the Other Three Amigos podcast, Usher has a disappointing performance at the Super Bowl, a 40th anniversary celebration, a Bulls review of a game none of us have seen, predicted squad for Friday's game against the Finger Lickers, and poor old Gok Wayne remains crestfallen. All this and much, much more with an interesting mailbag on this week's episode of the Other Three Amigos podcast. Call me watch with Ivan Draco. On the other three amigos podcast. Welcome to the other three amigos podcast, season four, episode three, episode one hundred and seventy-nine in total. Your award-winning podcast. Uh, a reminder: we are now on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash totes app. A reminder about our new uh, tier system: it's five euro a month uh, flat fee, and then ten euro. Uh, there's a 10 euro option as well if you want to support the pod a little bit further but you still just get the same content and you get full access to all historical ToeTap content and thank you to everybody who joined last week there was a um, huge amount of engagement I think off the back huge. of uh, certain events that went on but uh, we might get to that a bit later on uh, the 1, 2 and 3 euro tiers are now gone and those subscriptions are cancelled uh, but just make sure to check on your end as well uh, be sure to retweet the pod as it's so important to help us grow. A reminder, we are the proud sponsor of Jack Doherty's Boots. Um, and there's money going to charity for every real goal he scores this season. The real goal being League or Cup, because we were afraid he'd put seven past people in pre-season. But Cork City <laughs> only got one one goal all pre-season. So there you go. Uh, listenership numbers are amazing. Our highest ever, which is... Completely unexpected, considering we are in the first division once again. So thank you, thank you, thank you, now lads. There was some good. Uh, there was a certain event that happened last night, but we're gonna we're gonna segue into it now nicely. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah man. This is of course uh, the race to see who can we get on the pod first, Usher or Usher. Uh, there's been contact made. It never gets old, does it? <laughs> no, it? We do have to get the 40 weeks out of this. Uh, contact has been made by the real Usher, or from the real Usher. Not from us to the real Usher, I should say. Usher, he headlined the big show, the Super Bowl, uh, Sunday night, which would have been last night. We are recording Monday. Not a great performance out of Usher now. Where do you think it uh, ranks in terms of um, the Super Bowl halftime performances, lads? Decky or the NFL head here? I genuinely thought it was terrible. I don't know what it was. Like, I here's the thing, though, as well. Like, you got to remember, I didn't recognize one song that he played, but that happens. Like, that happens a lot. Like, I mean, I can't say at, at Thanksgiving, there, the NFL is a Thanksgiving is a big day in the NFL as well. There's always three games, and Dallas Cowboys always play at home on Thanksgiving Day. And this year, they did a Thanksgiving halftime show in Dallas and it was Dolly Parton who I think is what is she 76 or 77 now and I did recognize the songs that she was playing but I didn't recognize one <laughs> song that Usher Usher played the other night right and I mean like Dolly Parton was dressed in a Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders uniform 
And I mean, D3, there is the up around her arse and the resident, she's 77 or 78. She couldn't stand up. She couldn't walk across the stage. She had to hold on to the side of the, the stage to walk across it, like, you know. But here she is in the full Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders uniform anyway, more power to but I'm getting completely off the point. Um, I thought it Usher was, I just thought it was terrible. I just said, I, I don't know why. He started on the pitch. And I think it just looked all wrong visually, and it was just, it was terrible. So I just wondering whether we should persist with trying to get him on the pod, like because if he does a shit half time show, imagine what he's going to do for us. Like, do, do, do you reckon we could get Usher on the pitch at halftime, Cork versus Kerry this Friday, doing something? Gee, what? Yeah, what's oh, this sh- Cork Kerry fish? If, down in Spock Park, is it? Oh, the Spock. shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I've uh, committed the mortal sin while wearing my Cork uh, GA top as well, ironically. Can I just say, mm. um, as someone who is um, very close to Usher myself, I think he was fantastic. I thought it was a great performance. I thought it was the best they've had in 58 years. And um, just he was listening in stateside. It was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, have we had any further... Um, I emailed him again on uh, yesterday morning, just before the Super Bowl, just to see. I catch him off guard, and uh, no reply as yet. But look, we we keep doing, we keep continuing. Yeah, we keep continuing. I might try it around um, seven in the morning next time because it'd be like what one two a.m. in the state. You could be boozing, drinking. Might get it. Maybe it might plan. be in in that club or something. Yeah, yeah ooh, um, and I that, like it. Yeah, and that was. Yeah. Cork City uh, were invited to a 40th anniversary celebration by the Lord Mayor himself. Only one ex-player turned up. That was uh, Neil Horgan. Brian Lennox was there as well. Do you think it was a bit strange there was only the one ex-player there, uh, Wayne? Yeah, I I thought, you know, uh, people, ex-players like Morley, even Caulfield, Dave Barry. I don't know. I just thought, look, I wasn't there. I don't know what kind of event it was. But it would be nice, I think, if it's a 40th celebration to have a few ex-players. I think the council kind of missed a trick there um, in that. That's all. It's not, nothing major, but I just think that I didn't really hear much about it. It was more of a kind of an internal thing, maybe more kind of a, you know, just a club at him. It wasn't really advertised, I suppose, or, or celebrated online, which I kind of just thought it was strange. But, you know, that was, that's really on the council, really, isn't it? I guess so, Dickie. What do you think of it? Um, I believe Pat Morley could have went, but he went to a special event in Shelburne instead. Um, so <laughs> I guess that ex- guess that explains where he was. But uh, look, I mean, I don't know. It's it's obviously it's a council event. They put it on Lord Mayor Council. I presume the club probably gave some kind of a list, maybe of people who should be invited, because a lot of the volunteers were invited, which is fantastic to see, and fair play to the club for that. Yeah, you'd imagine 40 years that there would have been players, you know, your Dave Barry's, as as uh, Wayne said, maybe all the players who won league titles. There's only been three league titles won. So maybe the players who had won league titles and that. But then again, you don't know, was it a capacity issue in City Hall or was there something like that? I'm sure there'll be more events during the City year. City Hall's quite big the, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, the hall itself is, is, is quite big, but I don't think it just saw... And as you said, there wasn't much put out, but looking at photographs, I think it was more 
it seemed to be a lot of the photographs were taken in that foyer area there in the public area um you know where you go in to pay your rent and your your fines and things like that not that i know anything about paying fines but um you know there so i'm not sure what the exact setup was to be honest but look it's nice of the council and the lord mayor to acknowledge the 40th anniversary of the uh foundation of the club and as i said hopefully there'll be more events during the year to uh to mark it as well uh, yeah, City presented a nice jersey to the Lord Mayor. Hopefully, we'll see him down at the cross this year. In other news this week, uh, you might have heard the FAI refused our FAI accreditation due to complaints by Cork City FC. And we have a full Patreon episode on it, so I'd advise you to go back and have a listen um, if you get the opportunity. But we better address it here to some degree. Dickie, can you give us a brief synopsis if that's possible? <laughs> I gave a brief synopsis the other night and the pod and it took 17 and minutes. a half minutes or something <laughs> without a breath, was it, to, to do it? So we won't do that again anyway. Yeah, sorry, I'm after losing my train of thought now. Um, yeah, look. Yeah. Or, or, oh, yeah, sorry, Dan. You said following complaints from Cork City. That's what I was going to say. We can't say there were complaints. What we can say is following feedback from Cork City, the FAI. Um, are not putting clarification. List this, yeah, clarification. I always, we always want to be as accurate as humanly possible. Yeah, darn. Yeah, since we had all those meetings with the solicitors over those couple of months, you know, um, we learned some things. So, <laughs> look, uh, that's yeah, a totally we, unrelated topic. Just to clarify, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was a previous pod going back what nearly two years ago now. Um, so, look. One year and uh, seven months. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So look, yeah, Dan, um, we're not getting our accreditation back. We were informed of the FAI we wouldn't be on the list. I actually did. I spoke in the pod the other night about maybe contacting uh, Mark Scanlon and appealing it, and I did. And in fairness to Mark, I had a phone conversation with him as well. We're not getting it back. The FAI's view is that it is a issue that has to be sorted between two Cork parties um the club have made representations to them they basically work for the clubs um and they feel like they have to follow through on the club's wishes um but as I said I did have a conversation with Mark Scanlon he was good enough to take the time to have that conversation and um that's where we are look different people have what different was the advice given I don't know what he said like um the advice given was both parties should sit down and sort it out um maybe we i never i never thought of that <laughs> i never thought of doing that how many emails were sent over um, that <laughs> yeah look i explained that that we had made representations over the time to try and do that um and that was just the advice given was to touch base directly with the owner if it, if it was something we wanted to pursue um their decisions we'll have to sit down and make ourselves in the the coming days um but outside of that it is what it is it doesn't look it was more a point of principle towards the end than anything else i strongly still and i told mark scanlon i strongly disagree with the fa what the fa have done i think it sets a precedent so look only time will tell on that um on that on that issue um but look we are where we are 
There's no changing it now for the foreseeable future. So we just crack on and uh, hopefully put out a entertaining pod on a weekly basis. Um, we just won't be carrying any audio from any press conferences after away games um, that we have done in the past. Well, we never carried them in the pod, but we often put them out after games because we would have been there and in a position to do that. We we won't be in a position to do that this year. Okay. <laughs> Wayne, what are you pissing yourself over? No, I, I have an idea. I haven't told you yet, but look, it, it, all in time. Oh, all in time. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on, we can always edit it out. No, no, no. Everyone can wait. I'll unleash it in due course. Okay. Okay. Do you think the FAI were aware we made uh, attempts to have the sit-down conversation? Because that seems to be something they've said back to us a few times now. Yeah, they were aware. They are aware. We, We made them aware. Anyway, move on, as they say. Someone wise man once said to me. Speaking of entertaining podcasts, it looks like the rappers have recorded their podcast today. Uh, what is the over-under odds on them releasing their pod uh, before or after hours on Wednesday? Wayne? I'm actually looking forward to it because, as you know, I love podcasts. I have, like, several Patreon subs, like Spanish Football Podcast. Um, I've got Quickly Kevin. I've got – I listen to – like, OTB is the next one I'm going to get. And I listen to this every week. I can't wait for it because I have a feeling it's going to be done very professionally because like the build-up is kind of quiet. It's kind of like a teaser. Um, still wondering. I have my idea who's going to present it. I told you. You don't think so, but we'll see. But I'm actually, I'm generally looking forward to it. I can't wait because I think more content is needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it can only be good because the more I listen to that, we'll get a taste of other podcasts and might listen to us as well. So the people we haven't got yet. Yeah. We'll listen, and we've got a nice little fan base going. They, they'll still listen, um, and we can get extra listens. So I think it's great for both of us, to be honest. And I wish nothing but luck for them, genuinely. Um, the best of luck to them. I actually can't wait for it. It's just mad. I, I Someone told me that they had um, like an IG questions thing earlier, and I was locked out of my Instagram account, so I couldn't send the question in. And you know, there was no nothing on Twitter about it, so I, I actually I was disappointed. Um, that I couldn't get a question in on Instagram anyway. It's just mad it wasn't put up on Twitter too. Uh, Decky, are you looking forward to listening to the rappers? Yeah, can I, I must have missed something somewhere now. Where, where's the rappers come from? It's the Rebel Army podcast. We're the toe tappers. And they're, they're the rappers. Oh, rap. Okay, Rebel Army podcast rappers. Okay, I thought I'd they're missed the rappers. We're the toe tappers. Inside joke. All right, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense now. That makes sense. Um, yeah, like Scotty, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. I'd look, I pissed and moaned for two weeks about a lack of content and everything else, and here it is. Well, I want to hear from Tim Crowley. I want our Tim, like, why do I keep saying Tim Crowley? I want to say from Tim Clancy. I want to hear from players. I want to hear from management. I want to hear from the owner, hopefully, at some stage. So, look, I think. I think it's hugely positive. I mean, everything is welcome. Content is welcome. And um, who's going to be the host, lads? Come on, all out. Let's do it. I don't know. I genuinely don't. I think the way it's looking, I think they're going to 
pay somebody to do it. Do you know what I mean? I think it's going to, I can't say pay yeah. because I don't know whether, you know, but I think it's going to be hosted by somebody who's in the game. I think it's going to be Stephen Ray. That's a big shout. Big shout, but I think Dermot's going to go big. I think he is. He's going to get the real usher on, on the podcast. <laughs> He's going to pay for him. <laughs> no, I think if you're, if you're doing anything it. we can do all year. If you're doing an official podcast, you're going to do it right. You're going to get a studio. You're going to get proper people in. You're going to get proper editing. Record it Monday, Tuesday. Get it up by Thursday. I think it's going to be a proper job. Um, I think the last one we did, in fairness, Paul DC, he did his best in it, but it was kind of earbuds. It was, you know, I wasn't really, it was Zoom, I think. I think they know that they have to kind of get something decent if they're going to do this. There's a nice logo up, the Revolut style logo, which funny enough seems to be the New Ireland sponsor, they're saying, allegedly. Um, so I think, I think it's going to be cracking. I really do. I hope it is. Okay, we shall see. Uh, yeah, time will tell. Uh, we have a new sponsor on the rear of the jersey. Can't remember which one of you eagle-eyed boys saw this sonus bathrooms uh, are now on the bottom of the jersey great to get a new sponsor on board wayne it is it is um it was actually decky spotted it. i thought i did it was decky spotted it. okay but yeah the more the merrier you know absolutely absolutely um decky i'll go to you on this the ucc talk mm-hmm. went ahead i don't know i yeah it went ahead but i have no idea what was spoken about or what was said or anything else um, no leak that you know no one this year nothing but sure like leak from what like marketing students or you know people who like <laughs> I don't know um, ah look I mean we had a few photographs I right from inside there I, um, genuine, I genuinely don't us. know like um no, again, the more talks, the better. We can get more sponsors on board, external sponsors, etc. You know, so the more talks we have, the better. Hopefully, like, don't be yawning away. Seriously, come on, we're we're ten minutes, three minutes in. I yawned ten minutes ago. Wake up well. a bit. <laughs> the Super Bowl took it out of him. But the Chiefs won it, though. Didn't remember. I told you last week the Chiefs. Won I had money on them. I had money on them, but they would win. Yeah, there you go. Lucky you. Lucky you. I did. I did stick to my thing of as you know. Not spending any money. In our preseason games review, it was uh, Bose one, City nil. Uh, this, of course, was behind closed doors up in Dublin. Uh, Bose missed two penalties and uh, no goals from City again, which is slightly worrying. Lads, should we be worried on the back of this even further? Techie. <laughs> Let's go to Scotty first. Um, look, I think you have to be. I do. I think you have to be. We haven't scored. Again, um, we also picked up more injuries. Looked like Evan McLaughlin went off after half an hour or so. Greg Bulger didn't start. He wasn't in the squad, didn't play. Connor Drynan wasn't in the squad. Uh, Malik Dykstiel wasn't in the squad. Barry Coffey wasn't in the squad. So all of a sudden, preseason looks like it's taken quite an effect on us and, and not a good effect because... The Derry game was called off, um, as we've said before. There was what was the other game? The Sligo game was called off. Obviously, we had to do that. That's not in dispute. We tried to replace that with the Douglas Hall game, and that game didn't happen. So we're kind of two games, if not three games, it's more than likely two, behind where we w- would have wanted to have been. So players haven't gotten really the necessary minutes in their legs. 
And then you see people like like Kean Coleman played forty five minutes of that Bowes game and was replaced by the trialist. I hope that's just because the trialist was a centre back and not because Keane had picked up some kind of an injury. But prior to that, he played forty five minutes against Galway and he'd only played forty five minutes in one of the other games as well. He had he had missed the game. Which game did he miss? The Shelburne game, wasn't it? Um, Greg Bulger's now missed two in a row, as I said. Dyke Steele seemed to have pulled the hamstring against Shelburne. He missed the other day. McLaughlin came off after 30 minutes. John O'Donovan has only played 45 minutes all preseason. Well, sorry, he played 45 minutes before the Bowes game. He came on at some stage in the second half. I'm not sure. So let's say he got maybe 45 minutes more. He's only played 90 minutes. Connor Joynan played 45 minutes in the whole of preseason. Missed the first two games, played 45 minutes and, has, and missed the Bowes game again the other day. So, like... It's taken its effect and, and not in a good way. And, and you look at the people, and we'll talk about it later on, who might miss the Kerry game on the back of, of those injuries and that. And we're, we're, we're light in numbers. We are already light on numbers. So, um, yeah, and as you said, we didn't score again, which is another massive concern. You just hope the only thing in your favour there is that you're dropping down the level to play first division sides and that we will just... Um, kick into gear because it did seem Levels. to be fair for, yeah it did seem to be fair what was coming out I know what I understand is the club twitter account but we did seem to have opportunities in the first half or we were generating um, some level of chances in the first half so you'd hope that things sort themselves out basically in, in, in the opening league games but you are kind of hoping because there is no evidence there to say that we can and will score goals Wayne, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you? I'm not concerned about fitness. I'm concerned about match sharpness. I think they're very two different things. Yeah, we um, talked about this last year. If Kerry are on the ball, they're sharp and they're quick and they're feisty is the word I think you'd use. We could be in trouble. Thank God we're home because if we're away, I'd really be concerned about the result. I think we'll win it, but... You need a lot of factors in place and a lot of luck. You need us to be in top condition. You need Kerry to be kind of just not really nervous, maybe. Nervous is the word, maybe nervous in front of a crowd. And then we should win it. But where the goals come from, you're kind of banking on Doherty, aren't you, to be kind of... It's it, Jesus, like, it's so mad. We're there talking about being lucky against Kerry in our opening Well, you game. see, there's nothing in pre-season to suggest that we're going to wipe the floor. Like, um, everything's yeah. gone against us. Like even the Bowes match last week suddenly changed to behind closed doors to a different venue. And because of the weather, wasn't it? Was the weather that bad at that time? Daily months, they were afraid or something. Bowes put that out, to be fair. They did. We seem to be able to turn it on very quickly, which if that is true, it's good because we're able to turn things around quickly. Um, I just worry, keeper, I worry about the defence. I worry if Baldur's match sharpness is up to scratch. I worry it could all work perfectly. We could win 4-0 and we could have 4,000 people there. It could be an ill all drawn for the 2,500 people if it's pissing rain. That's the worry. Um, but I'm going to be positive. Start of the season. It doesn't feel like the start of the season. It feels a bit kind of here we are and, you know, it doesn't feel exciting. This doesn't feel you know, haven't bought a match ticket yet. Haven't bought a season ticket. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm slowly getting the buzz back, though, to be fair. Um, what worried me when I was 
not to name drop it at the League of Ireland launch the other day, but um, I was talking to Keen Brown from Ramblers, and he reckoned that Bray Wanderers have the best chance of going up, that they're going to be our biggest, the biggest threat in the league this season. He didn't seem too concerned about City, to be quite honest about it. He said Bray, and he said Shane Griffin has gone to them. He'll be big. Um, he'll bring a huge impetus with them. Yeah, sure. look, I mean, Shane Keegan said the same thing last week. And you can see why that is, but, like, it's continuity cabin TV, like. That's always sitting there in the background, like. You know, yeah, Ian Ryan has a little bit to prove, and, yeah, we have big budget, but if there's one sh- other club in the first division who was massively capable of shooting itself in the foot, it's continuity cabin TV, like. There's just no getting away from that. And um, it would be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. But yes, they've put a very good squad, like a very for, good first division squad together. Without doubt they have. Um, what happens last if we week, don't I win Friday, Decky? If we don't win Friday? Oh, man. Yeah. Look, I, look, I mean, I don't know is the honest answer. And... I don't know because it's the first game of the season. I like. I, I, I think if we don't win, it's not one of those games where people start going absolutely apeshit in the stands. I think most people would just kind of leave disgusted. But I don't think it's. I don't think it's something that um, that happens. To be honest, which I think we win. I hope we win comfortably. I can understand how people might be concerned. I would have far more concern about the second game the following week away to Finn Harps um, than I would have against Kerry on Friday night. But I don't think the preseason has been good at all. I, I, you see, I'd love to... This is the kind of thing I'd, I miss now about not being able to talk to a manager. I, I'd love to get into Tim Clancy and ask him how he sees the preseason and he can't be happy with it. Like I, 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 I don't believe any manager is going to be happy with that preseason, missing two games or having two games less than what you thought you were going to have, not scoring goals, having players missing massive minutes because of injuries and everything else. And obviously, he's going to be upbeat in the press and keeping a brave face up. But like he can't be happy. Like the, the the management and the coaching staff can't be happy. I'm not sure there's anything they could have done about it, but do you know what I mean? Just the way it's all worked out, they have to be um, bothered by by the way it's gone. Ask him on the yeah. questions of the podcast for the city podcast. That's what it's there for. Just <laughs> ask the question, see if they ask it. Uh, um. I'll ask it for you. I'll reply to it and say. Just from talking to Tim the other day, are you a bit concerned that it seems to be Jaden Numa? There's going to be a lot of pressure on. He's 15 now at the moment, 16 in March, he was saying. A lot of pressure on a young man's shoulders. Because he you seems, know seems the way he's now. talking, he's going to have a huge part uh, to play in this season. I don't really agree with it. But I'm not there. I'm not watching him every day. I just think it's too young. That's just my. I, I said the same last year, and I said the same the year before. I said the same when Evan Ferguson started for Bowes in that friendly match. I think we were. Were we recording then? I think we were. We are, yeah. Yeah. And I said the same thing. And look at him now. He's amazing. But all it takes is one lump 
35 year old 14 stone 15 stone lump to take him out and that's it like that's my yeah. worry of course it can happen when he's 21 22 I just think you know again I don't see him every day but it's just as a a welfare issue, I wouldn't do it, but I don't. I know, Dick. I think you disagree with that. I think anyway, do you? He, he is a big lad. He is a well-built f- your fella. Still fifteen. That's the thing that struck me about Jaden when you you see him in the flesh. He's so much bigger and so much more well-developed than your normal fifteen-year-old. He definitely looks like I don't think he'd have any problem getting into the secret garden with the lads on Friday night after the game if he wanted to go. You know, um, so. <laughs> He's, and that's a joke now. That's a joke for everybody. Uh, just ban now next year again, Dickie. Well done. <laughs> I think, I think he's developed and matured beyond his years. I agree. I, I agree with some of what Scotty says. Like, as I wrote last week, I think it's about circumstance. If we're bringing Jaden Numa on, say, first 10 games of the season, we bring him on for 30 minutes in each game because we're two or three up and he can just come on and play and there's no pressure on him and he gets four goals or he gets five goals in those 10 games. It becomes a wonderful story. If we're bringing him on in those first 10 games with 15 minutes to go and we need a goal because it's one all and we're trying to win a game or we need a goal because we're one down and we're looking for an equalizer, that's a completely different circumstance. you know. And I think... I think the first circumstance I made there, I think that's happen. the way Tim. Yeah, I think I. Well, obviously, you'd be hopeful it'd be more one case of number one than two. And I think obviously Tim Clancy intends to give him minutes, but I think Tim would be hoping that he gets to give him minutes in scenario one more so than in scenario two, you know? Um, but with that game, we'll um, have to see how it yeah. goes. Keen Coleman, captain for the year. Happy with that uh, win? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's Tim or Bulger, and maybe Greg didn't want it. Maybe well, did, Tim but, uh, said Greg would be the main voice in the dressing room, but yeah, Coleman has captaincy. Two captains, I suppose. One is at the back, and one is the voice. Um, yeah, sure. That's, that, 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 no one can really decide that. That's up to Tim, and only, only Tim knows. Uh, it's what he feels too. Who, who he can trust in the in the dressing room? Who he can trust on the pitch? And he obviously trusts Keane and Greg. Decky, happy. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it kind of blew up into a little bit of a thing on the forum. King Coleman was captain last year. He was captain the year we went up the year, we, you know, the year we won the division in 2022. He was captain last year. King Coleman's a good first division centre-back and I don't have any issue leaving him with, uh, as club captain. As Tim Clancy said in the piece, Greg is going to be his voice and you don't always need to make somebody like Greg captain you can use the captaincy to try and get the best out of other players and that's what he's done the other interesting thing I just sorry to double back to Jane Newman because it just dawned on me it was a throwaway comment from Tim Clancy but it caught my my ear big time because it's always been like we've said it for ages that Jane Newman was going to Benfica when he was 16 and obviously he can't sign a deal until he turns 16, which is in a couple of weeks' time, I think sometime in March. And then the, the, the next open window that he could move in would be the summer. But Tim Clancy in the throwaway line and said something along the lines of, or maybe we can hold on to him for two years before he goes to England. And I just thought, well, if that is a real possibility and is on the table, 
that becomes a game changer because obviously Jaden is 16. We give him a tour, a three-year contract, uh, pro contract. He stays here. If he's willing to stay here for two years and then go to England, like Franco did when he was 18, Mm -hmm. because he's on a two-year deal already, pro deal, it's worth a lot more money to us. But those two years that we get out of Jaden could be worth so much to the club in terms of his development, our development and everything else. And it, it was always the sense that that, was, that wasn't that was something that was on the table. If it's now back on the table, then that's also a fantastic opportunity for ourselves as the club and uh, hopefully for Jaden as well. And, and maybe that's something that could play out um, in the coming months. Okay. Brilliant what stuff. would you do, Decky? If I was Jaden Numa, yeah, or what would I do if I was the club? If you're Jaden Numa, Ash, look, I don't know. I mean, um, you'd have to know what offers are on the table. Yeah, you. Benfica like, you and Cork City are two offers. <laughs> but yeah, but you're at home with your family. Franco is in England. You can see. You can see Franco's in the Crystal Palace first team squad tonight. No, what is it? Less than a year after going over. So I think I think I've argued for years that guys would sign decent deals here in Ireland and stay and earn the club money. And I was always laughed at. No, they won't. Their agents won't leave them, etc., etc. I know times have changed, but I think we are moving that way. You know, Carlos Sullivan signed the deal at sixteen. Matt Murray signed the deal at sixteen. These are guys who would have been gone to England at 16 because somebody would have taken them they can't know till they're 18 but they're still happy to sign pro deals here which is good for us and like in my what i would do and people would probably say I'm mad is i'd offer Jaden to uma a three-year deal and give him that security of three years and then when he's 18 if somebody wants to come in for him that's fine we know there's we know there'll be no release clause in the in the three-year contract so, all right, lads, now you pay up, you know? Yeah, 18 years old, ready to go to England. I just think that it's yeah. not like he's going to Ipswich Town or to Celtic or to Colchester. He's going to Benfica, which is probably one of the top 10 training academies globally. Of say. course, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, yeah. like, it's, it's just, we're, not, we're not talking about, yeah. even Crystal Palace, I would say Benfica are a bigger club, a bigger um Academy. And that's the that's the thing I have. I'm kind of going. If Benfica can call in, I don't know. I don't think you can even make a decision to stay. Probably depends financially as well. Does we don't know what what's going yeah, on. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course it does. Look, but it's, he's offered a decent wage for Cork City. Yeah. Stay at home, and he's only 15. Like I mean, we got to remember that. Like you know, it's um, whatever he does. Yes, whatever he, he does. He's 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 one of our. Teams, he's in the first team squad. That's the point I'm making. Is it wise oh, to yeah, have him absolutely. around this? That's the thing. Anyway, oh, you have to have him uh, around. He's he's so talented. He's so talented. You have to have him around. Like, and look, whatever he does, I think he's one of those young fellas who will go with the blessing of all Cork City supporters. If he says no, look, I'm going to oh, absolutely. Benfica at 16, Jesus, I think. Yeah. I think we'd always say, look, best of luck to you, Jaden. You know, um, oh, we'd only be delighted. Hope it all for works out for you. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, City signed a new centre-back during the week, uh, badly needed, Niall Brookwell. Uh, 21-year-old defender, came through the ranks at Liverpool and went on to captain Newcastle United's Premier League 2 side. Uh, Dickie, what do we know about this guy? 
Wayne, football I'm manager, just... probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to him everything he needs to know. <laughs> no, I, I know he was at Newcastle actually till the summer. Like, he, he did go to the lower leagues. He's only there on a non-contract basis for the last two months, I think. So it's not like he's been jumping around the lower leagues for a while. It's only since July, July 1st, you'd imagine. Um, he was a captain of the under-19s, is that correct? Like, to be a captain of the under-19s of, of Newcastle United, you have to have something about you. So I think, yeah, Jesus, like, it sounds like a good deal. Sounds like a good option. It, it, it's, it's a proper transfer, proper contract. We own him. Um, worst case scenario, he plays 10 games and he goes off. Best case scenario, time out to contract, get a bit of cash for him. Good deal, good deal. And that concludes the end of our first half. Toe Tapper, come back to us in the second half. We'll have our predicted lineups for the season, or the game ahead, I should say, and of course our mailbag. Stay tuned. Hey, Toe Tappers, become an elite supporter of your favourite podcast by signing up to our Patreon. For as little as two euro a month, you can help us to continue to bring you all your favourite Cork City FC news and fun. Imagine life without Liam Bossen. Imagine not hearing Commie Watch. Well, it's time to stop being a tight arse and sign up to one of our five tiers. Each tier has different perks for you. Click the link on totap.ie or head to patreon.com forward slash totap. We're broke and poor and need your hard-earned cash. Well, welcome back to part two, Toe Tapper. It's time for the game preview. City versus uh, Kerry. Got it right this time. Uh, Turners Cross, 7.45 on Friday. <laughs> uh, one of the questions we got in and one of the questions we have here is uh, which keeper do you think we're going to go with? Uh, position caused us a lot of strife last year. Could potentially cause us a bit of strife again. Bradley Wayne. Okay. Why? Saved. Penalties. That's all we can go you on, know, really. Yeah. Apparently, you go by social media. Great save, great stop. That's my um, view on it. What I'd probably start he? neither of them, to be honest with you, and I'd probably bring in another keeper, but it is what it is. Hopefully, he's good. Hopefully, hopefully. Decky. Yeah, look, I think it's clear from the preseason games that Bradley Wade is number one, and that's, that's who will be started, so... Can't argue with that. Okay. Line-up wise, bit of a tough one now with the injuries that we have at the moment. Uh, Wayne, you have your team here. I'll start with you. I have my team there because 2v or 2, I've got the balls to put your name to it. So I'll do it. All right? What? I have a team written down here in front of me. Why don't you put it in the the fucking thing so we can all see it? Ah, Wayne Mullins. You go first, so Dickie. You go first, so Dickie. Okay, no problem. Uh, Wade and goal. This is based now on injuries during the preseason as well, the minutes in the legs and everything else, right? Minutes in the tank. Um, so this is what I would be starting Friday night <laughs> against Kerry. That's the pod, minutes in the tank, okay? We're calling it that. Based on, on what we've seen, you know? So Wade, Nevin, Coleman, Lyons. First big call, Matt Kiernan, left back. Carl O'Sullivan and Greg Bulger. If Bulger isn't fit, you're then you have to play Aaron Healy then, which leaves you with a very, very young two in there. Um Sean Murray, Jack Doherty, 
um, Nathan Wood, and then you have either Keen Murphy playing from the right or Matt Murray. And I'm probably going with Matt Murray because you need to keep something in reserve as a striker. So Did you cut um, out 12 players, Decky? No. I said Bulger, and if he's not fit, you'd have to play Aaron Healy. So that's but one, you, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, I said Matt Murray, Archie, and Murphy, but I'm probably going with Matt Murray because you need to keep somebody in reserve that can cover the striking option as well. So basically, I'm looking at Wade, few... Nevin, Coleman, Lyons, Matt Kiernan, Bulger, O'Sullivan, Murray, Matt Murray, Wood, and Doherty. And if if Greg Bulger isn't fit to start, Aaron Healy's going in there instead. Hi, Toe Tappers. Decky here. Just a quick note to say that yesterday the FAI announced that Matthew Murray was part of the Irish under-17 squad that's gone to Spain for a training camp where they'll play two games, one today against Hungary and another on Saturday against Spain. So obviously he's not available for selection on Friday night. But Tim Clancy did state on the new Rebel Army podcast that Evan McLaughlin should be available for selection on Friday night. Now back to the pod. Cheers. What formation are you playing? 4 3 3? No, I'm playing here uh, 4 2 3 1. 4 3 3. 4 2 3 1. <laughs> okay, okay. and that of course like obviously then if Evan McLaughlin is fit after coming off the other night he's going to start on the right but I'm presuming that he's not um, see it's difficult when you don't know it's difficult when you don't know who's fit and who isn't fit but I think it'll be young I think there'll be a definite smidge I mean Matt Kieran left back as I said Connor Dryden hasn't he has basically played 45 minutes John O'Donovan who I think will be the long term left back but I'm just not sure John got enough minutes in his legs over pre-season to, um, to start the game. And to be fair, Matt Kiernan played left-back against Galway in Formoy and was probably the best Cork City player on the pitch um, on that day. So if you show up and, and play well, you deserve a shot. Wayne, let's go through your team. Yeah, I've weighed in goal. I've Nevin, Coleman, Lyons. I'm playing Drynan. That's where I'm playing. Uh, Bulger, Murray in the centre. Uh, on the right or left, I've got Wood and McLaughlin. And then behind Murphy, I've got Doherty. So I'm playing a 4 3 3, or as Dickie would call it, a 4 2 1 2 1. It's a 4 3 3. Dickie, what was your gripe there with the team at the start? Connor Drain in. He's played 45 minutes in pre season. That's fine. That's fine. So is Bulger. It's How long has he played? 90? It's like it's no. I'm like, still not playing okay, a young lad okay. in the first game. I'm playing Drain in the first game. That's what I'm playing. Not if what he's I not fit. Play, what what if he's not fit? What if he's not fit? What? He may what not if, be available uh, for selection. I'm saying if this is what I would pick based on what I know, and if he's played 45 minutes, we don't know he's injured. Do we know he's injured? Okay. No, we don't. Do 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 you know he's injured? We don't. No, that's fine. If he if he's injured, I don't play him. Obviously. But I haven't seen Matt Kiernan, so I can't pick him. Never seen him play. No, I never seen Wood play, but at least he's played professionally. You just, I just don't think you could start Nevin and Kiernan, two players who are fullbacks. Like, I think it's, not, I think it's dangerous. But this is, my, this is kind of the point I was making on preseason. You may be forced on Friday night to start Aaron Healy and Carlos Sullivan 
in midfield together because Greg Bolger is unavailable. You can't play all three of them. You couldn't, no. like. You, you could. But if. Do you remember okay, Sam Bailey last year? Do you remember what happened to Sam Bailey? Yeah, I know. And that's my point. But what if, what if. What if Connor Drynan isn't available? Oh, well, then you have to play him. And I'm saying if he is available, I'm playing him. Right, okay. Do anyone want to know for sure See? who aren't fit? Is. is What's his name? Coffee. Coffee. We know he's not fit. Who else do we know is unavailable? Dyke Steele. Uh, Dyke Steele. It looks like Dyke Steele probably isn't, yeah. So those two are definitely out, right? So Wood, he's a winger, according to Newport County supporters. McLaughlin, wing, Murphy up front, Darty behind. So the front four pick itself, yeah? Yeah. Three of the back four pick itself. Bolger, it's a worry, but he has to start if he's anyway fit. Just stand in the middle of the pitch, do a Jan Mulby on it, and just sit there and let Murray do the running. <laughs> let. So you worry then, if Bolger's not fit, then you've got Doherty up front, like, and he's just standing around as well. Do you know what I mean? We could be I, I think Doherty will be see. up there with Murphy a lot. Yeah, he's, he'd be a shadow striker, I suppose you call it. Yeah. Is that the word the kids use these days? Uh, I don't know that they use that, but playing in behind them anyway. Yeah. Who would you play, Doherty? It's Dart? a 10, yeah. Oh Jesus! I'm afraid I'm, I haven't seen enough of the new. Bo- I haven't seen any of the new boys. In fact, at all. Um, going Murphy up top. I'm leaning more towards Wayne's team than Decky's. To be totally honest, I think for the young lads to come in, Tim's obviously going to show a lot of faith in him throughout the season. But I'd prefer to put the experience in a Bulger, um, and, I, and I probably would, I would stick trying in the back. Absolutely. But here's a question: Would you put three at the back if? Oh, Bolger isn't fit. Just to make it more solid, would you stick the new lad in? I tell you what you could do. Uh, here's one for you, Wayne. Here's one for you. Sorry, I know to cut across your tree at the back, but here's a better one for you. I think if Greg Bolger isn't fit and you want to avoid having to play all the young fellas, do you play? And I've forgotten his name now, and I do apologize. The new lad, centre back, with Charlie Lyons, Brooklyn. play Keen Coleman as Brooklyn, six, yeah. and play. And yeah, play you Coleman would, yeah, yeah, six you would. in midfield. Brookwell. Yeah. Brookwell. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that we should be an attacking team. We shouldn't be under the cosh to have to worry about that. But yeah, I'd, I'd play Coleman uh, as a defensive midfielder librero. Yeah, you see, there's like, at least like there is options there and there are there are things you can do. But like, worst case scenario, right? We're missing Coffee, Dykesteel, McLaughlin, Greg Balder, John O'Donovan, and Connor Drina. And then, then you have Jesus then Christ. you have young fellas. Then you have young fellas everywhere, like, and you can't get away. Then from we it. are talking about being lucky against Kerry. Yeah. Ah, like, you can't win. Well, you can't me. win things with kids. Oh, uh, yeah, Alan Hansen once said that. Huh? Yeah. Um, like, here's the thing. The young lads are going to get minutes throughout the season, but I think Carl O'Sullivan, the way Tim has spoken about it and the number of minutes he's played in preseason, Carl O'Sullivan's going to be a starter, more or less, at 16 years of age. You know, I think he's going to play, it looks like he's going to play a lot of minutes and probably play the majority in the bulk of minutes. You know, So that, that's that's one young guy that you're, you're going to see a lot of this year. He name-dropped Matt Kiernan after the Galway game, and like me, he said Kiernan was the best player on the pitch. He has, no, as you said, he has Connor Drain and he has John O'Donovan as options there, you know. He could also play John O'Donovan as a centre-back. So, like, I mean, 
he has options depending on how many of those young guys he wants to use at any one game or any one time and how many minutes he wants to give them. But I can see Carlos Sullivan being a being a starter from from day one, just based on preseason and, and the way it's gone, the way he, where do you fit him? The number though, of minutes he? he's played, etc. Oh, he plays next to Bolger as as as, as the two. So that's Murray. So does central midfield. No, Murray does start. Your your starting so three who, is Bolger you Sullivan. Out? You're playing. You're you're starting with um, Bolger O'Sullivan, Murray. Then you're on one side. He'll he'll play Evan McLaughlin from the right. And then you're you're going to be playing Doherty then as kind of from the left, um, you know, coming inside with Nathan Wood as the striker. What what do you think our um, style of play is going to be? Are we going to be like our right, lads? See, the, the way it's I see it FC is attack. three lads interchangeable, but I don't see Doherty as a winger. Like he can play it, but is that the way Clancy plays? I don't know. Is he more of a kind of a speed kind of? I don't. I don't. I actually don't know. I wouldn't be playing Darty in the left. I, yeah, I, I would actually probably. Maybe I would. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Look, you're going to have you like the thing is like. Yeah, it's 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 hard to know. It is genuinely hard to know because we're so unsure of who's fit and who isn't fit and the rest of it. You know, I mean, I think in an ideal world, yeah, you play Bulger Murray and Darty. The question is, has Carlos Sullivan forced himself into that equation? Because he's probably done the best of a lot of them in preseason, you know. So, and and Tim keeps name dropping him, and he said, actually, I think it was with you, Dan, was that I saw a couple of different pieces that he did from that launch, but he did say that maybe one of the reasons that City fans are getting a little too worked up about the makeup of the squad is because we don't realise how good these young players actually I are. Think so, yeah, yeah, and it, you know, I mean. That's a big statement to make as well for Tim Clancy, and he must, he must have absolute confidence in their ability, you know, because um, he's well and truly nailed his colours to that mast, and it's great to see. Look, there's nothing like seeing kids come out of the academy and go into the first team and do well, yeah, and kick on. And there's a makeup to a lot of these guys, you know, Matt Murray, Carlos Sullivan, Matt Kiernan, Aaron Healy. They're guys that if you win promotion, you're taking them up with you and you're 100% relying on them to be Premier Division level players in a year or two. Same with some of the signings. Evan McLaughlin has the potential to be a Premier Division player. Obviously, Greg Bulger is a Premier Division player masquerading in the First Division. Sean Murray is a Premier Division player masquerading in the First Division if you can keep him fit. Jack Doherty should be a Premier Division player. Cole, or sorry, Lions should be a Premier Division, possibly a Premier Division player. You'd hope the keeper, Wade, would get to that level. Matt Kiernan has the potential to get to that level. Harry Nevin has the potential to get to that level. So it's slightly different to what we did in 2022, where we had signed a lot of guys who I, and I did say it at the time, that we should leave behind in the first division and we didn't and we went up and we were relegated and not doing all that again but you look at this group and you think yeah there's a potential there and there's a core group there that have been signed with the idea that they can develop this year and get to a level to be premier division players next year there could be seven or eight of them there if they get to the level to be premier division players this year 
and we're in the first division, then we run away with it, you know? And that's, that's, that's kind of the question that needs to be answered. Can we get those guys to Premier Division level while we're still in the first division? Can we get an attendance prediction for the game? It was things we sold out last year. It was a six and a half thousand. What are you expecting it to be in the first division? Just checking the weather forecast. One second. <laughs> no, see, I think it will. I think we we'll get four thousand. I think the Kerry thing is to draw any Cork Kerry game in any sport, the, any yeah. code. Is they, it, they'll is bring it. They'll bring draw, good numbers. You know? Especially a lot of fans from probably East Kerry, West Cork. Yeah, you know. Um, so I think there'll be four thousand there, possibly more. Could hit five. I could be completely wrong. I could end up sounding yeah, like a fool. I, I, I do think feeling like three and a half. Right. Yeah. So it's raining until yeah. four o'clock. Um, and then it stops. It's clear skies. I reckon three thousand six hundred and twenty-four. <laughs> Where's the why, why the twenty-four? We should actually we should, we should attendance guesses. Okay. What did you say? Uh, I said three and a half. Decky said four. Oh, that's close enough. Let's see who's closest. We'll round, we'll round it up. Yeah, like it's a good game for Kerry because it's obviously ourselves in treaty. Well, of course, Cove, yeah. Um, but it's as close as they can get, and it is a historic occasion. And look, they have been. How do I say this now? They have been badly left down, shall we say, by the previous ownership. And um, I think I think Turner's Cross is a great venue for them to be in first game of the season. And I I I, I think they will be um, there will be a, a decent bit of a way support there as well you know um like there'll be lots of Kerry accents around the place i'd imagine my own well, that's fine that's right then you want them in anyone's <laughs> on site fine that's not possible and i ate that'd be a full moon you know so um yeah look i think yeah i think it'll go over four i hope it goes over four hopefully, hopefully. Le- leading into this lads i suppose I usually think we leave it to the end, but we'll go for it now. We'll score prediction of the match. I'm saying... Tr- two, or 2-0 Cork City. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win, Jack Doherty penalty. Okay, okay. No, Still get the job I'm done. bigger, lads. I'm going bigger. I'm going... I'm just nervous. I think 3 now. I think 3 0. Like, I am nervous of the game because, and we've said this and we say that, we can't win the game. Like, we can win the game and get three points, but we can't win the occasion. We can only lose the occasion, you know? If we win, everybody's going to say, well, look, it's Kerry. They were bottom last year. Um, there was somebody telling me that they were talking to people in Kerry and, and they reckon that they're maybe 20% worse this year than they were last year. Okay. They have a young manager, youngest manager in, in the league by a long shot at 27. As I said, Ownership walked out. She's even twenty five. Went, is it twenty five? Is it went up? You know, Brian Ainscough went, took his money, went up to Dundalk. Terribly, terrible situation. 
um, for Kerry to find themselves in. And I think they're there to be beaten. But at the same time, on the flip side, like we talk about free hits, this is the greatest free hit of all time, surely, for any club ever, like, you know. Do they still have a, have a Michi? Yes, yeah. Like, as, you, as you've as alluded to, like, every game for Cork City this year is a cup final for them. It's going to be, like, yeah, Champions League final, like. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's something we have to learn to deal with, you know. Um, but, like, lads, if this is nil-nil at halftime, it's going to get testy, like. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even <laughs> want to start thinking about no that. No pressure. All right. I know. We'll move on to something a bit more light- light-hearted. Well, it is, well sure actually, it is. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it's Gok Wayne's uh, merchandise watch. Do you want your own jersey? Do you want your own woolly hat? She sighs every day as she passes the way. Do you want your own gilet? When you've had the first wash. The first wash of the, the, the t-shirt. The batch has been done. Of the jersey, of the polo shirt, and the hat. And okay. The, the t-shirt shrunk a bit. It's supposed to. Um, the Stanley still tees, they kind of, they're a bit baggy, not baggy, but they're kind of loose on the shoulders, and they kind of shrink down after the first wash. The hat was fine. Uh, jersey, beautiful. Um, not a bother to it. And... <laughs> I sent you a message today saying, I'm not going to believe this because no one else is going to believe me this happened. Uh, the polo shirt, the crest started peeling after one wash. And after about an hour of discussing at what temperature you're supposed to wash stuff, because I thought it was at 40 degrees and the um, the label does say 30 degrees. No, not the crest, the actual label of the polo, which means the whole shirt in general. And I was like, oh, no, everyone washed at 40, everyone washed at 40. And I did a whole, I asked loads of people and it turns out it was washed at 30 and I haven't a clue how to use a washing machine. Um, because they're all preset. And I was told, like, if you every daily wash is going at 30, um, if you shit yourself in your jocks, you put it at 40, and bed sheets and stuff go at 50 or 60 and towels, right? So, yeah, it went in at 30, and the crest, the top part, as I showed you earlier, is just slightly peeling. Um, I don't expect anyone to believe me. I'm fully sure they're going to say, I'm making it a up. Stanley knife. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they will. And thankfully, it was the fucking polo shirt, which I hate. If it was a jersey, <laughs> now I'd be a bit upset. Um, but yeah, it's going to go through another wash now this week again. Um, and it's it's hung out. It's not put in a dryer. I wanted to make sure it wasn't in a dryer because you can't put them in a dryer. Uh, it was hung out, and um, yeah, it's peeling. Mm. And I I swear I did not in any way tamper or interfere with it. Okay. You're leaving the, the club hang out to dry on this one as well. Hey. Well, it is. Like, like, as I said, if someone bought that for 55 euro, um, it just seems there's a lot of people with these crest issues. And these never happened before. Like, this, as in forest time, it did when we changed the crest. But it did oh, was, like, was a huge talking point last year. Like, you just, people look like absolute gobshites going around yeah. with just the Zeus packaging logo on, on the shirt. Yeah, and it's just like, I, I'm trying to remember, like, the last, do you remember the jerseys? Like, for example, when we won the league. I don't think there's an issue there. When we had the first division jersey, the, was it the green one with the red, three red stripes? No, it, it just kind of bend in a bit, I think. But um, yeah, no, my favorite overall, one was the, happier. 
the plasticky level one. Remember, it was kind of, it was like a, you could feel the, the edges. That was a lovely crest. This one, it feels fine, but it just peeled. And it's like, I don't know. So we'll wash it another time, see what happens. And in a couple of weeks, then we'll um, send it off to some charity to go abroad or something. We'll, uh, the, one, the one thing I would keep now is the hat and the jersey. That's what I would keep so far. Okay. The t-shirt, we'll, because the sizing's wrong. The gilet, because I just can't wear it outdoors. Like, I'm sorry, can't. Like, um, Yes, Dickie? Just to be fair, I just want to clarify. You said, like, so far you're keeping the hat and the jersey. jersey. But I get the feeling if your wife allowed you to, you would also keep the gilet. <laughs> P- possibly um, <laughs> still don't know how you can wear it though I, you know what I do someday someday I will I'll go up and I'll wear it and see a nice like, walk or something I will do you know what I'll do yeah. we go for a walk this week and we, I'll, uh, I'll record myself doing it we'll have the gilet we'll have the dog and we go for an old walk go to the centre get an old drink or something and see what uh, any reaction we'll do that so alright <laughs> will Gawain be buying the new city uh, blackout kit it's nice, it's a nice it? one. Mm. But someone took a picture in the form. It looks very grey. So I don't know, is it a camera angle or is it... Well, it looks lovely. It does, again, I think how he's behind it. It's immense design, like it really is. Um, maybe his career isn't in social media graphic design. Maybe it's actually in jersey making. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a fashion kind of eye there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe completely podcasting. Because like, there's three beautiful jerseys. I'm not a big fan of the, of the white one. You know, I prefer the, the crest on the on the on the chest. But look, that's because the jersey the way it came. Like he's picked three fabulous jerseys. Yeah, again, so he's limited again, in options as well. Underloved should be given a five-year contract with no get-out clause. Dicky, what did you make of the blackout shirt? Yeah, sensational. As I said, I've always said I'm not into, not really into jerseys, but I agree with Wayne. The three jerseys this year are off the scale. Top class, yeah, absolutely. And you know how I know it's actually classics. Eric Barry actually messaged saying it's something a middle-aged forty-year-old man could wear. And for him to say that, like you know, (laughs) you're on a winner there. Um, and that was Gawain's merch watch. Oh, that, right. oh, okay. I thought we were going to get the full spiel again. Do you want to do the full? I can do the full spiel if you want. Ah, well, ah. We're, we're going to the mailbox now anyway. So, I mean, I think I think just uh, we'll go for Postman Pat. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and in black and white, Kiat. Kiat Mixed Race. Kiat Mixed Race, man. Boring Keen Coleman is, has a bit of a challenge for us, I think, there in a second. Not these things again oh. but anyway no we're not firstly, doing first he goes doing, to um, <laughs> guys jump in there we're not doing um, what's the words will he do something what, what's he asking for yeah go ask forfeits yeah because Shreenan still has his forfeit to do and he hasn't done it so until Shreenan does his forfeit we're doing no more okay Key, boring Keen Coleman has a bit of a challenge could we see a pod predicts segment on the show Dan Dickey Wayne and a random supporter each week predict the result the score of City's games, uh, of City's games, one point for a correct result, uh, three points for a correct score. Overall, loser is subjected to some humiliating forfeit, I presume. Uh, it is decided by him as the year progresses. 
a different fan represents the supporter each week, and the overall winner gets a free night in the secret garden. God, speechless. Well, how will we get no, to? I'm, I'm can, trying... can someone can someone ring someone there and ask for a result from someone? Can you ring someone there, Dan? Dan? Get him on. Ask for... Put him on loudspeaker. Joint ring boring Keen. Ring him, right? Live on air. Get him to answer and print the results. Can you call on Twitter? Why don't you put loud speak, loudspeaker on? Um... You can call on Twitter. There we go now. Oh, uh, you have to upgrade to premium. Oh, I want the Totap. To um, yeah, go on to Totap. Account. Hold on a second. And we could ring a random fan every week. Yeah, we give match. Oh, Jesus. We give match <laughs> previews and scores every week, like. But we need a fan, you see. So just put a loudspeaker and. Uh... All this means now is that I'm going to have to track this crap every week because nobody else will do it. Ah, uh, here. We'll just. I feel like I'm on this morning with Holly and Phil or whoever the new guests are. Like, do, 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 do. Who wants to be a millionaire? He's not going to answer. Right, okay. That's well, fine. Well, he's coming up with these he ideas and his... he's not answering. Yeah, he blew up his own challenge. He blew up his own challenge. That's it. We'll see what next week That's brings. That's it. We'll, we'll see, see what, what forfeit we have for him now. Yeah, yeah. A Gareth start to petition by Barry comes in and says, why do we have more jerseys three than strikers? <laughs> I don't know which one of you wants to take this one up first. <laughs> None of us, I'd say. So I was honest. looking for someone to ring, to be honest. Um, uh, look, I mean, we've three sensational jerseys. Hopefully, we have three sensational strikers in Nathan Wood, Keen Murphy and Jaden Numa. And if we end up with as many, as I said, sensational strikers as we have sensational jerseys, it'd be a great season. No, about that. Uh, Scott Buckley comes in. It says recent events. Dot dot dot. I think. Look, we already got to that. And if you're still interested, go back and uh, listen to our last Patreon. How do you ring uh, someone down on Twitter? You, you go into the DMs, and then top right corner, there's a um, phone number. Uh, Topper at the secret duffer says, "I really liked the city gile in the club shop, but after the Gawain segment, I was too ashamed to purchase it." Does Totap bear any responsibility for costing the club a badly needed fifty-five euro? I did buy the retro nineteen ninety design T-shirt, and the segment has put me right off. Cheers, lads! You see, this is the danger. Like I don't know what he's doing. He's doing something with his phone, or trying to ring somebody or something. But um, this is the danger that we get accused of costing the club money. But surely. Listening to Gok Wayne's follow up and Dijil and everything else, it should actually encourage somebody to mm, go back and buy it. In the hat. And yeah, buy the jersey in the hat and Dijile. The only reason Wayne isn't wearing Dijile is because he's under the thumb and his wife won't allow him to. But as a garment <laughs> exactly. and as uh, and <laughs> as a garbage and as something he can wear, he's quite happy to wear it. He's just not allowed. Poor Wayne. I'm trying to ring Kevin O'Connell here now. He's answering either. Still trying to ring people. Goodbye. Kean K comes in and says, our potential contenders for the season, Wayne, who do you think is going to be the biggest threat? Uh, everyone's saying Bray, so Bray. Um, that's it. Really. UCD, I think UCD are unpredictable. I think they could either flop or they could do well. They have rolled in fitness here. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Well, it's thing, like, he's probably he's back in college. Like, um, so I'd say those two. Yeah, that's a fear I have. Uh, Decky. I'd throw Wexford in that mix as well, but look, yeah, it's it's Bray, it's Bray of them. But look, Wexford have goal scorers. That's the thing. Dobbs and Alua up top. They're both like they'll they easily could both get. 10, 12, 15, like Kevin O'Connell. Did someone mean to call lads? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go again. Uh, Fernaldo comes you know? in, line up for the opening game. Well, he did that, and the carnage that yeah. will emerge if we don't batter the finger lickers. Will there be okay, carnage we if we don't batter the finger lickers? We forgot about the finger lickers thing, actually. You introduced uh, that no. last year, KFC. didn't you? KFC, yeah, yeah never. Um. Missed the whole segment there. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear him, lads? Kev, quick question. You're live on air here now, right? What's the score on Friday going to be? We actually get a goal from somewhere. 2-0 City. 2-0 City. Good man. Nice one. Talk soon. Go ahead. There we go. 2-0 City. There we have. So what are we saying now to people? Send in your phone numbers if you rang them. You want to be rang on a Monday night around half eight. Partake, huh? Oh, do send them in. Or something different. Oh, I don't know how do you send them in? When via Discord, send them in. Yeah. <laughs> WhatsApp them. I don't know. Oh, that reminds me. Where's the WhatsApp thing for the game? We have to do that. We have to get. We're going to have a WhatsApp number post game. Leave, leave voicemails and things like that with the reaction. So if it does all go Pete Tong, as people are talking about here against the, against the finger lickers, hopefully there will be a WhatsApp number that you can leave all your thoughts on and we'll go through them and play one or two on the pod next week. Maybe. Uh, Tony Collins comes in and says, the new official Cork City Rebel Army podcast, uh, we already got to that one, best luck to them. Uh, LOI Observer, how long do you think it will be for... Or will it take for shit to hit the fan again if we struggle to pick up points in our first few games? I wouldn't say long at all. I think if we if we like draw a carry, it's a long trip to Ballybuffet then, like, and it's anything anything can happen, and then you're in trouble. I think you're talking two three games for shit to really hit the fan. Yeah, as you're kind of saying, Dicky. Yeah, there's no there's no grace period this year, like, and if you remember the year we won it. We went to Bray and we won 6-0 and Brady opened the night and we all thought, oh, amazing. And then we lost the home to Galway. Did we lose two in the trot then? We lost the home to Galway and we did something that we only drew a game and we hit a little bit of a road bump and then we took off, you know. But, like, there was a grace period. Obviously, winning 6-0 away at Bray probably gave us a little bit of that as well. But there was there was a grace period where people weren't freaking out, as as, as you guys have said draw with Kerry and lose in Bally Buffet and there's no grace period whatsoever coming anybody's way, you know? And but we're saying that all preseason, that's something the club have to be prepared for. Management, players, everybody at the club has to be prepared for what comes if it's if it's a bad start. Brendan Daly comes in and says, Who has the more Super Bowl, Usher or Usher? There's um a picture then of two lovely uh balls as well. Um 585 euro on one, 495 in the other. 
I'm probably picking the 585 one. It's, it has a rimless design as well, lads, just so you know. Uh, if, if we, that's what it says. That's what it says. And it actually also says comfort height, that one. Ooh, so for the extra for his pleasure. 90 quid, there you go. It's a Sophia rimless comfort height, fully shrouded. WC Slim Soft Clothes Seat. There you so go. So it's a toilet bowl. Free advertising for Sonus. Free advert for Sonus on the other three amigos podcast. Um, <laughs> the invoice will be sent to the club. Uh, CL, if you don't beat Kerry, uh, well, what happens? We've already kind of got there. Yeah. Uh, Garrett start a petition by Barry comes on and says, why don't you start a petition or get onto the media association about the fact your accreditation has been revoked. Well, we don't care. Doesn't it's bother just, Yeah, it's not worth. It's yeah, it's not worth. Kind of. If we got it, we probably wouldn't use it. <laughs> Cork M comes in and says, "Invite Moses on onto the pod. Another passionate fan, and he can give his honest opinion and the shout is within the club." Good idea. Yeah, Decky, you'd be up for this. We'll start ringing. Moses ring Moses yeah ring Moses there ask him one question that'll be it you won't fucking you won't have to ask a second we'll get an hour and a half we'll get an hour and a half out of the one question if we lose to uh, Dylan comes in and says uh, if we lose to Kerry will it be the lowest point of the club so far even lower than the Cabantilli loss in 21 I think losing to Waterford is oh. the lowest oh that in progress, need a corn, need a horn, need a corn, need a foreign, whatever they're called. Oh, well, like progress was still, that was still European competition. Like, yeah, Cabantili, that night in Cabantili, or not in Cabantili, it was in Turner's Cross against Cabantili. Like, that was, <laughs> that was the night that kicked off our first run in with the club, anyway. Um, so. <laughs> Maybe we should just bring back 955 for Friday night, make a decision with about five minutes left in the game if we're 2 0 alone. Let's bring it back. Here's my prediction, right? Um, if we're doing bad, it'll be back. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, would it be worse than Cabin Tealy? I think it probably would be, to be fair. I think it would be. We're now going to the Instagram questions. Um, we now have broken over 1,000 followers on Instagram, so. Hmm. Appreciate good. that. Lads. Is that good? Is um, it? Yeah, it's, ah. it's it's progress. Uh, Trevor McCarthy, Sinn Fein comes in and says, uh, "Thoughts on the new official propaganda pod?" Best luck to it. Can't wait. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Brian White, how do people think about the match? Already done. Kieran uh, Murphy, three amigos banner for games. It's more yeah. of a statement than a question, but. Uh, Look, if Kieran wants to buy one. <laughs> ah, sure, look, if he wants to. What we should do is, if anyone wants to support us, bring buy a sombrero, get an Amazon for <laughs> 15 euro, wear it to the game. That's all you got to do. No, that's what I think you should do. I've seen him in parties <sighs> on. Um, we buy a shitload of sombreros. Man point. What was, what was going on one time we were on about that before? We were going to buy an absolute buck a load of sombreros and stand at the back of the door, or stand at the back of the shed half an hour before the game, handing them out. Can't remember what. Which she kicked off last we year. We abandoned the idea. We abandoned the idea in the end anyway, but like it was definitely something we spoke about. We looked into the pricing, buying sombreros from China and all that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how cheap can you get them? How, 
How can you ship them in and what that? Like, you know? Customs like what oh, it is for. Stuff, I tell you, if people knew some of the things that we've wasted time, <laughs> and not just time, hours and days thinking of and looking at and researching, like Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Murphy comes in and says, Was Honan's celebration directed at you saying he has a dartboard in his new gaff? Uh, we thought at the time it was, and then he gave his interview afterwards, and he said, you know, oh, you know, because we play a lot of darts in the house, and I'm the best dart player in the house. That's why he did mm. it. So we can't say no that it was directed at us. But what it does show is that we that are exclusive about the dartboard in the house making it the best, the best gaff ever was actually absolutely on point and <laughs> a journalistic. Um, and actually furnished us furnished us with journalistic integrity because once again it was 100% correct <laughs> and spot Sean, on we'll just go down to the and FBI and show them that yeah and it just shows look lads <laughs> we we have all the exclusives that no other outlet has we were all over Josh Honahan's dartboard in the house before anybody else even had a whiff of it you know so look I think just just stick with us we'll, we'll, we'll get you all the top stories all the top stuff. They hate us because they ain't us. By the way, uh, Pat Connolly, that uh, oh, legend during the week, that was absolutely incredible. Fantastic, so, uh, wasn't it? Want to thank, thank you, Pat. It was, it was unreal. He should, should make do, a cartoon, um, cartoon book and sell it. Ooh. That'd be a good one. For kids, like, it'd be brilliant. I'd say to be more adults buying them for themselves and kids, to be honest. But yeah. True, <laughs> um, where am I going here? Wayne, you are yes. back with Where Did You Go? We probably don't have music for this. Oh, today. you're hoping that I have the music for Where Did You Go? If no, you haven't got the music, we ain't doing it. it. I bet you. Has to have the music. I don't have it. No mercy. Don't have it. Don't have wait it. Next Sorry, week. I didn't think of it. Okay, and that concludes this week's Totap episode. Uh, be sure to follow us on Patreon, especially if you want to get that juicy episode uh, from last Friday. Yeah, there's nothing else left to say. Actually, final thoughts, lads. Do we have any final thoughts for the week ahead? First Division football uh, is back, unfortunately. What do we think? Do you know what it is? Um, there's going to be loads of new fans there on Friday night. Uh Kids, maybe for families, there's going to be new fans who just want to give it a go. There'll be fans who are no longer here with us. But we start again, we go again, we build again, and we try and do it together. If we don't, that's fine. And we just go and try and win the game step by step. Dickie, any departing words of wisdom? Jesus Christ, your man's a philosopher all of a sudden. Um... <laughs> Aristotle. <laughs> Yeah, look, I mean, he's but he's right, like it is. It's none of us want to be here, but we are here, so we have to accept it and um, get on with it. And like, I, I genuinely don't think a club has ever, ever needed a season to start. Like Cork City needs a season to start, um, and hopefully, all the focus can shift to on-field matters. And we just hope and pray it's a, it's a good season and it ends. In promotion and an FAI Cup win. Not too much. On field matters. We we have forty weeks to fill. We need some we need some content off the field. <laughs> <laughs> There'll always be content off the field. <laughs> always. This is Cork City. 
All right, lads. Thanks a million. And let's uh, say adios. Adios, amigos. Adios. Adios, adios. Minutes in the tank. The other three amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins, and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast. <laughs>